0: On April 16th, 2013, a team of highly skilled gunmen opened fire on Metcalf power substation in San Jose, California. In just under 10 minutes, they disabled 17 transformers and caused $15 million in damage. This is the most important terror threat you've never heard of. You need to defend your civilization against the onslaught of this cancer of progressivism, liberalism, and globalist brainwashing. This is a life or death situation. No messing around. The prescription is two doses of InfoWars taken daily. In the southern the welcome back folks. Town of I want to cover this story. It's, it's a gone a little bit on viral on Twitter, but in case our audience is unaware, I'd like to present it to them now. It was posted by an account called Will Man- Manidis, M-A-N-I-D-I-S. Of course, you can find all the stories that we cover here on American Journal on my substack, .substack harrisonhillsmith.substack.com. Everything we cover and even the things we don't get to are all posted there for your own uh, reading and uh, investigation. There it is, day of the dispatch for 7th of June, 2022. Will Manidius says on Twitter, on April 16th, 2013, a team of highly skilled gunmen opened fire on Metcalf- power substation in San Jose, California. In just under 10 minutes, they disabled 17 transformers and caused $15 million in damage. This is the most important terror thread you've never heard of. Here's a quick thread. The PG&E Metcalf station substation provides most of the Santa Clara Valley with power. Facebook, Stanford, etc., are all on this grid. The attackers are still unknown. They were never caught, and the motive is still unknown. Here's a timeline of the attack. At 12.58 a.m., fiber optic cables were cut not far from U.S. Route 101 just outside South San Jose. The substation loses internet and phone service. 107, some customers lost service cables in its vault near the Metcalf substation were also cut. So first they cut the fiber optics to cut communications to the plant so they can carry out their uh, attack without communications going to authorities. 1.31 a.m., a a surveillance camera pointed along a chain-link fence around a substation recorded a streak of light that investigators from the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office think was a signal from a waved flashlight. It was followed by the muzzle flash of rifles. 1.37 a.m., PG&E received an alarm from motion sensors at the substation, possibly from bullets grazing the fence. 1.41 a.m., Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department received a 911 call about gunfire sent by an engineer at a nearby power plant that still had phone service. 1.45 a.m., nearly an hour or nearly... Two hours, actually, after the first uh, lines were cut, the first bank of transformers, riddled with bullet holes and having leaked 52,000 U.S. gallons of oil, overheated, whereupon PG&E's control center, about 90 miles north, received an equipment failure alarm. At 1.50 a.m., another flashlight signal caught on film marked the end. More than 100 expended uh, cases were later found at the site, bullet casings. At 1.51 a.m., officers arrived and found everything quiet. Unable to get past the locked fence and seeing nothing suspicious, they left. In the subsequent investigation, it became incredibly clear how professional of an operation this had been. Of the 100-plus shell casings found, all of them had been wiped clean of fingerprints. There are also stacks of rocks found all over the site, commonly used to gauge firing distance. They knew exactly where to attack, shooting directly at the cooling fans, the weakest part of the transformer. They knew where to dig to disable fiber optic cables and the location of every camera. There still exists no footage of how the gunman entered the site. In the months following the attack, the U.S. government ran a simulated attack on the electric grid. You can read the report below, but the results were terrifying. A group of unskilled actors could e- easily disabled a majority of the U.S. grid. Following the report, a number of improvements were made to power stations over the following years, but this was not the end for Metcalf. In 2014, the site was raided. A team cut the fence and entered the site undetected, stealing copies of maintenance and exercise reports. To put this in context, Metcalf was not one but two terror attacks on a critical piece of infrastructure. These attacks were carried out likely by a team with special forces experience, operating undetected, and using unconventional weaponry. And we still have no idea why. No idea who they were or why they were carrying this out, where they are trained, who gave them the orders. None of this has been investigated or even talked about much. This was a terrorist attack that occurred nearly 10 years ago, eight years ago, or more than nine years ago, uh, and yet very little is known about it. Don't you think this should probably be something that the American authorities should be concerned about and make people aware of that you have a highly organized and specialized team of operatives first cutting the fiber optic cables so they silence communications from a power station before disabling it with hundreds of sniper bullets with communications with flashlights and somehow breaking in without ever being caught on camera just taking what we know from this what possibilities are there out there now one possibility that would likely come to the forefront of people's minds, if they're in the establishment at this point, would this would be somehow a domestic terror operation. But that would mean that there are teams of special forces operatives carrying out highly coordinated and efficient attacks on the electric grid. You don't think the United States media would make a big deal out of that? You don't think the government would use that as an excuse to clamp down On the American people or militias or or any sort of other group, you know, veterans, American veterans, not very likely. Like, the reaction from the authorities and the media alone, I think, sort of means that this was not some sort of domestic terror cell tearing this out, because they would be advertising, they would be talking about it, they would, you know, launch a, a big thing, so... Since it wasn't talked about, what we know is that the media, and therefore the deep state, did not want people to know about this going on, which means they were probably, at least in some way, either aware of or in cooperation with the teams that carried this out, which only gives a couple of options. Either this was, again, a terrorist attack from outside of the United States, this could be a... Group uh, funded by some Middle Eastern terror cell. It could be a, a group of uh, Chinese agents breaking in. It could be the Mossad carrying out an operation very similar to operations they carry out uh, in Iran and uh, other places around the world. It could also be our own government carrying this out. That's, I think, a little bit more of a stretch because what would be the purpose of that? What would be the the reason for doing that? That's also, you know, an attack on a power substation that just disables it. For a little while, eh, not that, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, it, so it knocked out the substation for a little bit, but probably what that really meant is there was another operation elsewhere that was going on that they wanted to cut the power to carry out, right? They were probably, it was probably some raid on a big tech company or a raid on uh, some government installation that got its power from Metcalf so they disable metcalf and then they carry out their other operation uh in some other place. i mean there's multiple you know groups of these special forces agents carrying out an operation on american soil so i mean the, the options that we have are either it was a a foreign government uh did this a foreign terrorist agency did this a domestic terrorist agency did this or domestic uh government agency did this right these are the only options that are available, highly trained. So it was either veterans that were trained by the American government, or it was people who were still active in the American military carrying this out. Why the American military would do this? It really that doesn't make a lot of sense. And again, if this was a foreign, you know, non-state actor, I think again you would you would have seen a lot of discussion about this. You would have seen this brought up over and over as they used it to pass laws to try to restrict American freedom. Uh, again just based strictly off the actions of the government and the media in this case was quickly buried not talked about a lot there was a little bit of uh you know activity that that happened with the grid security exercise uh, but then it really came to nothing Uh, i i think in all likelihood this was uh just one part of a larger operation that was probably carried out in california between the years 2013 and 2014 probably by one of our international allies uh, sitting in special forces operations, because you have to understand that you know our intelligence agencies are not ours. they don't actually care about the American people that's not you know the interest of the American people isn't what dictates what they do, or else why would they you know fly crack in by the plane load and drop it off on American street corners right They work against the American people but but uh, likely, what this is was you have this terrorist attack on an electric substation. No doubt the Federal authorities got there, started to investigate, discovered it was a ally of ours carrying this out, and the decision was made, well, for national security, we can't afford to, you know, have have strife between us and our allies. So for the greater security of the world, we have to bury this, we have to cover this up, we have to, you know, not investigate this and not let everybody know uh, what was done here. So A pretty big false flag that not a lot of people have heard about. And we'll probably see a lot more of that in the future.